Texas BYU Baseball on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Now back to the ballpark and the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. First Pepperdine hitter in the top of the seventh is first baseman Justin Lutz. Looks at ball one from Jared Lesser. Lesser relieved Justin Sterner as Lutz cracks it foul down the first baseline. Nice one-handed grab off the hop by the first base coach, Danny Wirth. Proving his worth with the barehanded grab. And it's a one-and-one one now to Lutz. Lesser's thrown well since he's uh, come in relief yep. of three, Sterner. Three strikeouts, three of BYU's eight. Sterner had five Ks before leaving. Again, almost the same result. Ripped down the first baseline. Lutz having himself a day. He's hitting only 176 on the year with three hits coming into today, and he has two hits today, a single and a double, and both of them with RBIs. Well, it's been a, uh, an anomaly day for Pepperdine with the double plays and then Lutz mm. getting these yep. hits. Some rarities out there. Let's foul back into the screen, one and two. You know what happens? I think you get some of these guys coming here maybe not known for their power from the, you know, they're normally playing at sea level. They love coming to the higher elevation. They're like, hey, I can drive one out of here. I can give myself a home run. And then they start swinging a little bit differently, different swing plane. One and two from Lesser to Lutz. Lutz will call time. He'll step out. We had five home runs here Thursday night. One of them hit by this guy, Justin Lutz. Pepperdine had three, BYU two. Swing and a miss and a strikeout for Justin Lutz. Big cut there by the big fella. Took something off that pitch right there. He saw how aggressive he came with that swing prior to that. So little Jared, slider right sorry, there on the down Scotty, side. Jared, Jared Lesser's uh, just two Ks away from a career high. He's at four already. And uh, just a couple innings of work. Next batter, catcher Mitchell, Mitchell Dixon. Dixon's over for 2 with a strikeout and a 5-3 ground out. 4 nothing waves over the Cougars here in the top of the seventh. Waves scored three in the second, one in the fourth. BYU yet, yet to plate a run. Outside, one and one with one gone here, top seven. He's going back to that slider that he just struck out Lutz on. Letting Dixon take a look at that. Lesser kicks and delivers outside for ball two. Two and one to Mitchell Dixon. And so Noah Hill's one kind of catcher, and Mitchell Dixon's the other kind of catcher. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Noah is compact and tight, sturdy and stout, and... And you got a lanky guy. And you got you got the long and lean Mitchell Dixon. Yep. So a couple of catchers involved right here, one hitting and one catching. Is that's a ball gets away from Noah for three and one with one gone here, top seven. And that's what we talked about traditionally. You're not expecting, you're not seeing as many catchers, you know, have the offensive productivity like you will with Hill. And that's ripped to shortstop, ranging over Clough, handles cleanly and fires to Deming for the out. Two gone here in the top of the seventh. Nice play. As to Dixon his left. is retired. Great play to his left. Got his momentum, gathered everything, fired a strike all the way to first base. So the 6-3 ground out will bring Wyatt Young, third hitter of the inning, but the leadoff hitter for the Waves. Wyatt Young, season average at 289, down just a skosh. On an 0-3 day today, including two strikeouts. And BYU has Cade ten, uh, nine waves after ten last night. Yeah. 
you know, Lesser making the most of this opportunity. He hasn't seen a ton of action coming into the game. He'd only pitched 25 innings. And this is the time of year where I think, you know, a coach is starting to see how things are shaping up, who's going to step up, and giving some other guys an opportunity. Sterner obviously was having some, you know, trouble there and, you know, did what he could do in the few innings. But now Lesser coming out here, and this is a good opportunity to say, hey, you know what? I can get guys out, and he's done a good job placing his pitches, getting ahead of guys, and so far so good. A 2-1 to Young results in a foul back again off the screen. 2-2 two and two with two out in the top of the seventh inning. BYU scored 13 on Thursday, four last night, and nothing yet today. They scored 30 runs over two games, Saturday and Thursday, and then four runs over the ensuing two games, and that's ripped into short right field by Wyatt Young. It'll drop in for a single. And Young is at first base with two gone. That's Pepperdine's seventh hit of the day. Four runs on seven hits. BYU no runs on four hits. And White Young has his first hit of this day. Yeah, that time just a little bit too much of the plate from Lesser. Young able to drive that just uh, in the shallow right field. Two outs, though. This is where he's just got to keep this right in front of him. Recognize he can't let down even though there's two outs. Just get a nice little ground ball here. Force out first or second, get out of this inning, get back to the bat, see if BYU can get something started. That's the 39th hit of the season for Wyatt Young to lead the waves. Lesser now facing Quincy McAfee. McAfee, a shortstop, and the right-handed hitting shortstop. Fouls it off to the right side near the on-deck circle for the waves. So the 0-1 with two gone here in the top of the seventh. Pepperdine 4 and BYU no score. This will conclude the weekend series and put BYU on the road for a non-conference series at Washington this upcoming weekend. Cougs up to UW. Waving the bat off his right shoulder is McAfee. Steal attempt, and the throw is high from Hill. It'll be a stolen base for Wyatt Young as the throw is high to Brian Sue. Did uh, did BYU basketball play Washington this year in a non-conference game by chance? I was wondering not, if we could get the year. trifecta of not having football, baseball, and basketball, basketball playing no. against the, the Huskies all not, in one not season. this year. Dang, we just needed to have that scheduled. Former BYU assistant Dave Rice now on the staff of Mike Hopkins up at UW. So man on second now, the stolen base for Young. The one and one goes to two and one. Just the 18th stolen base on the year for Pepperdine. They don't have a great percentage when running. They were 17 for 31 coming in two today. Now make them 18 for 32. So mid-50s in percentage. But Wyatt Young with the successful stolen base, sitting at second with two gone. The 2-1 from Lesser to McAfee. McAfee looks at it and looks at strike two. Grooving that slider again right there. That's his go-to pitch. He's keeping it down in the zone. Wyatt Young, by the way, now four for five on stolen bases, having taken second a moment ago. Now the 2-2 two and two with two gone top seven. Here to Quincy McAfee. Jared Lesser out of the stretch. Brings the ball to his glove. A nod back to second. Comes homeward, and that's laced into left field. Nyberg will cut it off in the corner, but coming around to score is Wyatt Young. So the single and the RBI single for McAfee brings Young around from second. The stolen base put him in position, and then the Waves made the Cougars pay. 5-0 Pepperdine. Yeah, they did right there. That time, Lesser just getting too much of the plate. Left that slider up. Just a 
plenty of the plate for McAfee. Get a swing on it, drive it right over the top of uh, Jacobson. Tried to jump up, see if he could snatch it, but no chance there. And it's like we're going to have another change here from Coach Littlewood. So, conference at the mound and reinforcements from the pen. After this, we're making a pitching change and taking a break. It's Pepperdine 5 and BYU no score as Jared Lesser's day is done here on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. For more BYU baseball, let's rejoin Greg Grubel. Blake in away in the pitch for BYU. The Cougars' third pitcher on this day. Sterner gave way to Lesser, who gives way in turn to Inouye. It is now in the top of the seventh. Two gone. Waves have pushed another across to take a 5-0 lead over BYU. Stepping into the first batter to face Inouye will be Brant Belk, the DH. Normally, you know, in that situation, you're, you're down, you know, four or five, five runs this late in the game. You probably wouldn't see a pitching change. You'd see a coach see if he can... Another stolen base attempt, and this time Noah Hill does gun out the runner Quincy McAfee as Clough applied the tag, and Cougs get out of the inning. Yeah, I was just going to say, you know, the fact that he Coach Littlewood made that change with two outs tells you right there he still thinks BYU can get those bats going in these last few innings, and that that's a good sign right there. It may take something like a an out at second to get him get him moving. So McAfee caught stealing to end the seventh, a top of the seventh after six and a half. BYU is trailing it by a score of five nothing. So the fourth batter thrown out or would be stealer thrown out this year for Noah Hill does get us to the bottom of the seventh. Seventh inning stretch time. Waves five. BYU zero on the new skin. BYU Sports Network. Leading off the bottom of the seventh, Jackson Clough. And quickly one and one to Clough as Jonathan Pendergast stays on the hill for the Waves, working into his seventh inning. His team has a 5-0 lead. Well outside for ball two. Pepperdine riding the uh, Pendergast wave, so to speak, right now into the seventh inning. He's over 70 pitches, so still a relatively low pitch count. But, uh, again, with a five-run lead, he can go right at the BYU hitters. But he's fallen a little bit behind Clough right here, 3-1. Jackson Clough has reached base safely in every game BYU's played this year, but he's yet to do so today as he lines out to left field. So Clough has struck out, hit into double play, and lined out to left. And so Jackson Clough's streak is now in some some question, if not jeopardy, as he's reached base safely in every game, all 32 this year, but not yet today. Austin Deming to the dish. One gone, bottom seven, BYU down five zip. I don't know whether it's those double plays that just makes, gives off the sense that the BYU's flat. I mean, they just seem flat. There just isn't a lot of, you know, energy right now. Guys aren't putting really good swings on it. We haven't seen a lot of hard hit balls. Pendergast just kind of staying in there. Deming chops it to third base. Maudlin handles, and BYU will not fall victim to a double play this inning because there are already two outs, and... Mitch McIntyre now to the plate. But BYU did hit into double plays in four consecutive innings, third, fourth, fifth, and sixth. Now in the seventh, already two gone as McIntyre steps up with his team down five zip. Yeah, this is getting into a situation where Pendergast, every out he gets, of course Pepperdine's coach is going to take that. 
he doesn't have to go to his pen, even better. Nobody actively throwing in the bullpen right now. A couple guys stretching down there in case Pendergast gets into trouble. But right now he's cruising with the five-run lead. First pitch is ball one. Next one is laced into the gap in right center, all the way to the wall. McIntyre rounding first, pulling into second. will stop at second with a double. Great job. He wanted to go to three and stretch that at a triple. He looked at Coach Littlewood at third base. He held him up. And there's no reason to stretch that, right? He's in scoring position right now. No reason to risk that, even though he probably would have made it. The uh, the relay throw was off center. McIntyre has now reached base safely in all three of his at-bats. Hit by pitch, single, and now double. So the, can the Cougars get one across for the first time today? They're in the bottom of the seventh, two outs, trailing at 5 nothing, And after the double, McIntyre at second. Kringlin now with an RBI opportunity. Keaton. Fly down to center in the second and hit into a 1-6-3 DP in the fifth. Pendergast nods at McIntyre. Comes toward Kringlin who fists it to the third baseman. Maudlin handles, double clutches, throws to first, and just like that, BYU's done in the bottom of the seventh. So a spark of life from the McIntyre with the double, but then the ground out from Kringlin and through seven complete, Pepperdine five. BYU zero on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Top of the eighth, Blake in away on the mound. Ball one to Brant Belk, the DH for Pepperdine. Sees ball two outside, 2-0 two to Belk. Belk was at the plate to end the last inning, but as caught stealing was the final out, he gets to start again here, anew in the next inning. He got to see one pitch from in away the last inning. Now he's ahead 2-0 in this, uh, this at-bat again. And that's hit to the gap in right center. It'll be cut off by the center fielder McIntyre, so it'll be held to a long single. Never quite got to the track or the wall, but well poked there by Brant Belk in the top of the eighth to put the leadoff man on for the Waves, who lead it 5 nothing. Five runs on nine hits for the Waves. BYU no runs on five hits. You know, it's a tough situation for a lot of these guys who come in relief, who may have been more of a starting role, uh, or maybe when they were in high school, pitched uh, you know a lot as a starter. It's a different mentality to come into a game that has a completely different feel and in a way just jumping right into the middle of this one trying to hold things there at 5-0. In a way pipes strike one in 0-1 to Matthew Canfer the right fielder who's 0 for 3 with a strikeout fly out and a ground out and as BYU baseball media relations director Jordan Christiansen was noting a moment ago until that hit from Brant Belk the 3-4-5 hitters had been hitless today the Belk hit was the first, and now we've got another from the middle part of the order as Canfer laces it down the left field line. Going from first to third is Belk, and it's runners at second and third on the double by Canfer down the third base line. Yeah, another great job of hitting right there. Canfer making the making Inouye pay for that pitch. Now you got second and third, and he's going to have to pitch out of this one. This is where he definitely needs a strikeout. Something. Get himself an out. Give himself a chance right here. BYU cannot afford to give up any more runs right here. Catcher Noah Hill is going to go off for a chat with Blake, who's the longest outing of the season came just one week ago today at San Diego. Three and a third. Gave up four hits and a run. Struck out two. Took a no decision as BYU took that big win 17-4 to at San Diego. Well, the middle of the lineup had been quiet until this inning. And it's back-to-back hits from Belk and Canfer, a single and a double 
Setting the Waves up second and third. None out here in the top of the eighth. And the Waves already with a 5 and nothing lead. In a way, the 5'11", 186-pound senior out of Henderson. And a Juco transfer from College of Southern Nevada. Mike Littlewood now making a defensive substitution. Jaron Hall will go into center field for Mitch McIntyre. And there may be more involved than that, but we'll see. Yeah, interesting change right now. See what Coach Littlewood's thinking about. He's going to head out right now, talk to Inouye. So Hill just had a conversation with Inouye, and now it'll be an entire defensive conference, including Mike Littlewood, who takes the ball from Blake, and Inouye's day is done. And that change, and I said there could be more coming. It's McIntyre coming in. So McIntyre will leave center field and take the mound. The versatile Mitch McIntyre will pitch next for BYU. We have a pitching change, so a timeout will take it. 5-0, Pepperdine leading BYU top eight here on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is BYU Baseball on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. BYU trailing by a score of 5-0. We're in the top of the eighth, and Mitch McIntyre. In for relief of Blake Inouye, who relieved Jared Lesser, who relieved Justin Sterner. And for Pepperdine, Jonathan Pendergast has gone all the way so far today. And the first hitter McIntyre will face is Billy Cook. The Wave starting left fielder is one for two today with a walk, strikeout, a pop-up, a popped-up bunt. One of two popped-up bunts to the catcher Noah Hill today. Mitch McIntyre with a tidy 0.0 ERA. And this now is sixth pitching appearance. He was today starting center fielder. And recorded a number of putouts today. Yeah, they've been First busy pitch is fouled back by Cook. Center fielders for both teams yeah. have been pretty active out there. And this is a good chance for Coach Littlewood to, to, to give McIntyre a few more quality innings here. He's a lefty, somebody that he may need to depend on, especially looking ahead at what BYU is facing over the next month with their schedule. They're going to need as many arms as they can. And uh, these are these are valuable pitches right here to give McIntyre. Again, he's only got you know five appearances prior to coming in today. He's got nine innings pitched, uh, but he's a lefty. And uh, I think Coach Littlewood wants to see what he can do. Runners in scoring position. So it's a pressure situation, no outs. So McIntyre's going to have to show something right here. See if he can come through. Cook dinged his uh, left shoulder on that foul off. He's now looking at 0-1 from McIntyre. McIntyre's lefty. This goes lefty-righty. He's right-handed hitting Cook in the box. No balls and a strike to Cook. And none out here in the top of the eighth. One and one now. A little fastball inside right there to Cook. Just missed the inside corner. McIntyre with uh, eight Ks to three walks in those nine innings pitched. His last appearance came a week and a day ago at San Diego. And that uh, controversial loss to the Toreros featuring a missed call at home plate to end that one. That was a tough one. Yeah. Tucker keeps telling me at some point we'll stop talking about that game. <laughs> we'll stop one. talking after, <laughs> yeah, after the season's over and you realize if that game was going to cost you a, a, a title or not. Two and one. The Southpaw McIntyre checking second where Canfer waits after his double. 
his RBI double. I beg your pardon, Bell putting Belk to third. Belk didn't come across. It's second and third with none out here in the top of the eighth. Belk singled advance two-third on the double by Canfer. He's got a 3-1 count and, and an open base at first. It's his first batter. I, I'm almost thinking don't give him something too good here to score two runs. I'd, I'd rather take uh, a walk, and there you go. That's what happens. And that is striped to the left field corner. One run will score. Two runs will score. And at first base with an RBI, two RBI single is Billy Cook. And the Waves now out to a 7 nothing lead. McIntyre's touched up for two runs. In his first look. Those two runs, of course, runners that he inherited when he came in. But that ball was right belt high. And in a 3-1 count, when you got a hitter up there with two runners in scoring position, you just can't do that. You've got to be willing to throw something out on the corner that he's either going to chase or you're going to give him a base. And now you've got at least a force-out situation. Swinging and missing emphatically is Corey Wills on the McIntyre offering. At first base is Cook with a two RBI single. And the way the Waves have seven runs on six RBIs. The other run scored on a wild pitch. Seven runs, eleven hits for Pepperdine. Another swing and a whiff from Wills. So the 0-2 is McIntyre's ahead of Wills. This, you, this game getting away a little bit from BYU late. Seven nothing, top eight. Yeah, are you calling a football game seven or nothing? I mean, is it yeah. what's going on here? This is this is a little bit cryptic uh seeing that score up there. I'm hearing your voice, and I'm thinking, this is this is not a baseball score that we should be talking about. And that's a swinging strikeout for Corey Wills. So three pitches, three strikes, three swings, and he'll hit the dugout. First time for Wills to hit the dugout, though. Yep. Prior to that. He had single and two doubles. He had been hot. And again, that's where you kind of go back. I mean, McIntyre didn't have a lot of time to warm up. That lasted bad. He was, again, he was falling behind. That's where you just kind of, that's some experience saying, look, you know what? I don't have to be, I don't want to give something too good here. I'm willing to give up the walk. Gets the strikeout here, and now he gets a double play ball. He would have been out of the inning. So, you know, it's just, that's that's a little bit of experience right there for McIntyre. First pitch strike delivery from McIntyre on the outside edge to Ron Maudlin. Four BYU pitches have combined for 10 strikeouts today. Maudlin. The right-handed hitting third baseman, hitting seventh in the order. Has struck out twice today, once swinging, once looking. And that's ripped back to McIntyre. There's a double play ball. One, six, hey, three. DP, BYU gets one. Yeah, that's it's about time. It comes around <laughs> full circle for BYU to get that. End the top half of the eighth. Waves do push two across to take the 5 nothing lead to 7 nothing. Seven zip waves over the Cougars here on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Hobbs Nyberger, who started in left field for three of the last four games for BYU, steps to the plate, bottom of the eighth, his team down 7 nothing. Left-handed hitting Hobbs, right-handed throwing Jonathan Pendergast, who's gone all the way. So Pendergast is into an eighth inning here, and Pepperdine staff does have three complete games this year. It's becoming a, a rare bird in all of baseball. I mean, it's it's really... They just, you know, you figure you don't need it out of a guy. You got a pen. You can go ahead and do that. And, and then so coaches just don't let these guys go as long. BYU no complete games thrown yet this year. 2-0 and to Nyberg as Pendergast throws the first two for balls. Third is swung on and fouled down the third baseline. Two waves giving chase. It will drop in foul territory for a 2-1 and one count. Now there are complete games. And then there are 192 pitch complete games, <laughs> like the one you threw back in the day. It was my last 
In fact, you interviewed me after this game. I don't know if you remember when you called down from from KSL Sports Radio. But I had, was, I had my Saturday afternoon show at the time. I yeah, think. yeah, it yeah. was. That's right. And and we had, we were in the middle of a three game series against number six Cal State Northridge, and we were hosting that. Pendergast delivers ball three, three and one. And and uh, the first game we got crushed. Now on that team was Adam Kennedy, Robert Fick, two major leaguers. Swing foul three and two. To Kennedy's Heimer. I think got a couple rings, couple World Series. They were loaded, powerhouse. And in the first game, we were the home team. I think it was, I'm not even kidding, it was like 27 to 16 was the final score, something like that. And we went through about six pitchers. A 3-2 and two delivery. And that is ripped to center field, but right at the center fielder, Corey Wills, one gone here in the bottom of the eighth. Nyberg flies out to center field. That is our ninth center field put out today, by the way, between these two teams. Continue. They've been active in center field. So in the second game, Coach Polins looked at me. I was the senior. And it's a you know, it's a best of three series. And he said he said Scotty, you know what? This is your game. I'm leaving you in until you know we're done. We were the visiting team, right? So we jumped out to a two run lead. And As first, Casey Jacobson laces foul to Mike Littlewood at third base, zero and one. And I think we gave up like four or five, maybe six home runs the day before. So we're ahead two zero in the in the first inning. We're visiting, so I go out in the bottom of the first. Adam Kennedy's their first hitter of the game, and he. He hits a, a home run off of me, right? So it's two to one. As Jacobson pops up, shy of the screen, it is caught by the catcher, Mitchell Dixon. Kept in play, and that's two gone here in the bottom of the eighth for BYU. The bottom line to that one, I never surrendered the lead. We never, <laughs> so so we went back in. We were ahead two to one after the first inning. We went back in and scored. They scored one. I never gave up a big inning. I ended up with like 13 strikeouts, and it was a complete game. And I threw 192 pitches. I mean, can you believe that? Uh, and it ended up being we lost the third game of that series, and we were out. And that was the last. Uh, that was my last, my last victory, and my last game I ever pitched at BYU. But I still have that. I still have that ball on my shelf. It's in the record book somewhere. I think back on like page, you know, 220. You got your money's worth that day. 192. And, and so and so here's uh, Pendergast with a pedestrian 90 plus. I mean, I'm, I'm, yeah. come on. I, I mean, I throw that in warming up in the bullpen. <laughs> I mean, that's just the the, the first inning. Two and zero to Sue, and Sue takes the third <laughs> and rips it into left field. Off one hop to the left fielder, single for Brian Sue. And that and and again that that was a situation because of who we were playing, what had happened the first game, and coach just said, I you know as long as we're in front, and we never gave up the lead. And uh, it was just one of those. We had some great plays. It was a great team, and I'll never forget it. I think I just started, you know, getting the arm back here after 20-some-odd years. It's feeling it's feeling good again. So Brian Sue extends his hit streak to nine games with a single here in the bottom of the eighth, and BYU down big, 7 nothing big. Two gone here, bottom eight. They'll check Sue at first, Pendergast. Well, and the question now becomes, does Pendergast go all the way and try and get the fourth complete game for the Waves here? Well, my question is, why is Pendergast throwing over <laughs> to first base at Sue, right? <laughs> Leading 7-0. <laughs> With two outs, two. he's checking. He's wasted. Those are those two pitches he could have thrown. Instead, he, he's checking Sue at first base. He wants to keep this shutout intact, I guess. Noah Hill stepping in. First ball, Plateward. And that's hit to left field, and handled on the fly, and out number three. So fly out to left fielder, Billy Cook, as Hill is retired, and so too the Cougs. So BYU will get one more set of at-bats. It's Pepperdine Big 7-0 heading to the ninth here on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.
For more BYU baseball, let's rejoin Greg Rubel. Ninth inning here at Miller Park in Provo. Pepperdine leading at 7-0. First hitter for the Waves, top nine is first baseman Justin Lutz. Lutz with a single and a double. And a strikeout, two RBI for the day. The left-handed hitting Lutz. The left-handed throwing Mitch McIntyre. McIntyre, BYU's fourth pitcher today. Started at center field and now finishes on the mound. Sets up third base side of the rubber and delivers strike two. Oh, two now to Lutz. And what's interesting, you look at the hits, it's the same hit total as from yesterday, right? 11 for them, six for BYU. Wasn't that about the same hit total? We we outscored them yesterday, but they had well, more hits to us. Hit. And it's, it's about the timeliness of the hits. It's not that BYU hasn't done well, you know, pitched well, all these things. It's just been the timeliness of their hits. Yesterday, Pepperdine was in a situation where they weren't getting those clutch hits with guys on base. Today they have, and they've capitalized on those 11 hits. BYU maximized their hits yesterday with those six hits. Today, nothing, right? The double play balls have killed almost every inning. In four consecutive innings, BYU hit into double plays as the one-twos delivered high for two and two to Lutz here in the top of the ninth. And that's the other thing. I mean, some of these pitchers, you look at Woods on, on Thursday, right? Had a couple home runs or, you know, gave up some runs early. But the bats got hot for BYU, and so you can get by. Backwards K, strikeout number 11 on the day for BYU as Lutz is caught looking, and McIntyre has his second strikeout. Mitchell Dixon, Pepperdine catcher now, strides to the dish. He'll hit right. McIntyre throws left. We've got one gone, top of the ninth, and BYU down 7-0. Again, Pepperdine looking for a fourth shutout win on this year. And nobody in the bullpen, so Pendergast is definitely coming out for the complete game. And BYU's not been shut out yet this season. Closest to it was a 3-1 loss at Lamar. So BYU has scored in every game. They haven't scored today. Jackson Clough has reached base safely in every game. He's not reached today. A couple of streaks in play. 2-0. and Again, you kind of uh, alluded to this. Goes to 3-0, and Scotty, sorry. No, the conversation you had with uh, Coach Littlewood about this third game after yeah. winning the first two, how difficult it is to close out a series. I mean, yeah, you get the first two, but that third one, it's critical but there's just a tendency to be flat, to come out a little bit too loose and not really. And, and Pepperdine, tell you what, they knew Pendergast. They know what he can do for him, and this is a big game for Pepperdine. McIntyre kept the count alive with a strike on 3-0 and and then induces a grounder on the 3-1 and count to Dixon, who grounds out to shortstop and two gone here in the top of the ninth. Jackson Clough over to Austin Deming. He's fun I to beg your pardon, Sue went over to first base. Sue did go over to first in place of Deming. And Zach Peterson at second base now for BYU. Clough's just fun to watch out there. He just roams that shortstop position. He's got great range. Put a good throw on it. So the 6-3 gives BYU two out in the top of the ninth. Leadoff hitter for the game. Third hitter in this inning. Wyatt Young for Pepperdine now. Young, strikeout. A pop-up. A strikeout. And a single. Followed by a stolen base and ended up scoring a run. His last time up in the seventh. He hits now in the ninth with his team up 7-0. Cracks that to left field. And tracked down there by Hobbs Nyberg for out number three. 
BYU has three at-bats or three outs remaining. We'll see how many at-bats they can string together here in the bottom of the ninth after eight and a half. It's Pepperdine 7, BYU 0 on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Now back to the ballpark and the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Jonathan Pendergast going for what would be Pepperdine's fourth complete game by a fourth different pitcher this season. He starts the ninth with his team up 7-0 and has Brock Hale at the plate. 1-1 one one to Hale. Outside edge, 1-2 to Brock. 97 pitches for Pendergast. That would only be halfway for me in that game uh, however <laughs> yep. many years ago that was. I still remember you calling me from the dugout because, again, it was a situation. As Hale rips to right field, caught on the fly, retired by the right fielder, Canfer. One gone here, bottom nine. And so now we have a little bit of drama in a 7 nothing deficit in that Jackson Clough has reached base safely yeah. in every game yeah. BYU has played this year. He's played in all 32, started all 32, reached in all 32, and he's yet to reach today. Strikeout, double play, ground out, and fly out. And that's a foul back on pitch number one with one gone here in the bottom of the ninth. Question and is, leading at 7 nothing. Does he know that? Does he know that he's got this streak <laughs> on the line right now? BYU's also not been shut out all year, and they're facing that prospect with one gone here in the ninth. Looks at ball one. One and one to Jackson Clough. I think he's going to do it. Pendergast kicks and fires. High for ball two. It could be a walk, but yeah. he may, he may find a way reach, to get on. reach one way or the other. Yeah. He's reached safely in all 32 and came into today on a seven-game hit streak as well. Mm. Pops to left field, and the streaks are over yeah. for Jackson Clough. Flies out to left, so did not reach and did not hit his hitting streak and his reaching was, safely streak both end today. He put a good swing on it, and that's the other thing about today is whereas earlier in the inning, in that second inning, when BYU gave up three, and Sterner, those were just a couple of bloop singles and another bloop single, and then he had the wild pitch. BYU's hit some balls right at center field and left field today couple of those drop, and we've got a different situation. But that's the game, right? Zach Peterson, who came in at second defensively last inning, now hits in place of Austin Deming. Looks at ball one and ball two. Zach Peterson came in as a reserve second baseman Thursday. No at-bats. Did not play last night. As a reserve second baseman on the weekend last Saturday at San Diego for his last previous appearance. He's uh, 0 for his last 10 at the plate. As he looks now at 2-1 and one with two gone here in the bottom of the ninth. And Jonathan Pendergast looking for the complete game win. And that's foul back into the screen. We'll see if Pendergast can finish it with style here. A 2-2 two and two count with two gone, bottom nine. BYU trailing at 7-0. So BYU facing the prospects of its first goose egg of the year. This would move Pepperdine up to 8-7. and seven. BYU to 10-5 and five in conference play. With four more series to go. But a series win for BYU would be secure. That is a swinging strikeout for Jonathan Pendergast as Peterson goes down. And so too the Cougs on a 7 nothing shutout win for the Waves. Yeah, one of these uh, games like we talked about earlier. It's just one of the, the situations where you had okay pitching. Pendergast wasn't dominating. I mean, what he had two or three strikeouts. That last one may have been his third or fourth strikeout for the entire game. Ended up with three, I believe. Right? So those double plays were huge for Pendergast in the middle of the uh, of the game in those critical innings. And that's what sometimes, you know, a pitcher makes the right pitch, gets out of those jams. 
BYU just never really applied pressure. They never had to get anybody in the bullpen really hot, and uh, they just cruised the victory. So the Saturday win for Pepperdine, the series win for BYU. Cougs take two of three, but the Waves take this one emphatically. 7-0, BYU blanked for the first time this year. So the Cougars went from scoring 30 runs over two games to scoring four runs over the ensuing two games, and that's baseball, some people say, Scott. Yep, <laughs> it was, and, and you know, it, it gets set up perfectly for BYU. This gives them a chance to kind of regroup. We got a chance to see some other guys out there, McIntyre and other guys throw. Um, you pointed out, they won the series. That's what you got to, you know, focus on. And, uh, you know, hats off to Pendergrass. I mean, he made the right pitches at the right time. Pepperdine is a good ball club. I mean, they've played some great teams so far this season. It was a good conference. All right, stat recap and a conversation with the coach coming up. BYU falls to Pepperdine today by a final score of 7 nothing, And you heard it right here on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.